0: 14. Let's open with a word of prayer. Father, this evening we do confess that Christ is enough. In the midst of crippling fears, in the midst of seemingly unending pain, when we don't understand When it's hard to keep trusting, Christ is enough. Christ is enough for me. As we come to your word this evening, Father, may your spirit work in each and every one of our lives. May you open our eyes to see Christ May he be lifted up in this time as we remember. And then may we go and may we remind one another. We pray that you would work for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. So we come to 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. Really, these few verses are a continuation of verses 1 to 7. We could have done all 14 verses together. We just would have been there for a long time last Sunday night. So I decided to to split it up. But if you remember last week, when we were in verses 1 to 7... Paul there is encouraging Timothy to be strong, to be diligent, and to be faithful. Be strong, Timothy. Stand fast. Be diligent to teach others who will teach others also. Faithful men. And then be faithful to endure. That's verses 1 to 7. Verses 8 to 14. Paul continues on that line of thought. And whereas the first seven verses are all action steps to take, do this, do this, do this, be strong, be diligent, endure, be faithful. In verses 8 to 14, he then gives reasons why. In verses 8 to 10, we see the motivation to do this. Verses 11 to 13, the hope in doing this, the hope that that Paul has, the hope that Timothy has, the hope that we have as believers in Christ alone. Then verse 14, the application to remind, which ties back into verse 2, to teach others also. Remind them as you're teaching them of these truths. And we'll see that. And the first thing we see is the motivation Paul's motivation. What Paul is reminding Timothy is his motivation. What he reminds us this evening is our motivation. In fact, the entire thrust of this passage is in the very first word, remember. Remember. As you do what I've commanded in verses 1 to 7, as you stand as you are strong, as you are diligent to teach and to make disciples, as you are faithful to endure, as you are doing that, remember. It's not a passing thought. Right? Sometimes I, I remember something. Sometimes I have a flashback. That's not the idea here. But it's to purposefully keep something in the forefront of your mind. To remind yourself day in and day out in each and every situation, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. And everything you do, remember this, Timothy. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David, it might sound odd that he plugs that in right there, but that's a big statement. He's reminding Timothy of of both the divinity of Christ and the humanity of Christ. He's reminding him that Jesus Christ was not just some prophet. He was not just a good teacher. He was the fulfillment of prophecy. He is the promised one. He is the Messiah. Remember that this Jesus Christ, this unique, only Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, according to my gospel. He was raised from the dead. <sighs> There's a lot Paul could have said there. He could have said, remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, dies for you. But he jumps right to the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 14 reminds us that if Christ is not raised, then your faith and our preaching is in vain. If Christ is not raised, then the cross is just another criminal. But Christ is raised from the dead. He is Jesus Christ, the seed of David. He was raised from the dead. And then 1 Corinthians 15:20 Paul says, but Christ has been raised from the dead. Our preaching is not in vain. Your faith is not in vain. The resurrection is the exclamation point of the gospel. It is the signet seal of approval. He was raised from the dead. According to my gospel, this is the truth that I preach that I have not strayed from. My gospel. The true, uncontaminated, unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ that He died and rose again victorious. Remember that, Timothy. In everything you do, remember that. In fact, in everything you do, remembering that, let that be the motivation. That's what motivates Paul. He goes on here in verse 9. For which I suffer trouble as an evildoer. I am currently suffering trouble for this reason. This is my motivation in suffering. I endure hardship. I endure slander. I'm suffering as an evildoer. They've lied about me. They've said that I'm evil. All I've done is preach the gospel. All I've done is told the truth. But I'm suffering as an evildoer. And yet I will suffer. If that's what it takes. I will even suffer to the point of chains. Even to the point of death, as he will do in just a little bit. What a triumphant statement comes next. I am suffering. I'm suffering as an evildoer. I have been lied about. I have Beaten, I have been slandered, and I am willing to do this, even to the point of death, because I remember that Christ has been raised, and because I know that the Word of God is not changed, chained. Because I know the power of the Word of God. I know that the power of the gospel is not in the preacher of the gospel, but in the God of the gospel. That's right. I'm held down, i am been changed. But I'm in chains, but I will preach. I will remember Jesus Christ, the seed of David, who was raised from the dead. And I will continue to be faithful to that, even in chains. Therefore, because of that truth, and because the Word of God is not changed, because the Word of God cannot be changed, it cannot be held down. It cannot be quieted. Therefore, I endure all things. I can endure and I will endure. Because the gospel is powerful, because Jesus is risen from the dead. And because Jesus is risen from the dead, I cannot stop telling people this truth. And I will do this for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The sake of the elect, those who will be saved. When people argue a lot of times over election, they'll say, well, one of the problems with election, one of the dangers is that it limits evangelism. It limits the spreading of the gospel, discipleship, the Great Commission. Clearly, Paul believes in election. And clearly, it is not limiting Paul's proclamation of the gospel. In fact, it says, I endure this and I will endure this for the sake of the elect. To what end? That they may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. I will preach so that they can hear the gospel. I will preach so that they can be saved. Paul knows it is God who will call them. Paul knows it is God who will save them. But Paul will preach the gospel nonetheless. Amen. Because the gospel will go forth in power. And God will work. Because the gospel is not chained. Even when Paul is. And that's Paul's motivation. And Paul's encouraging Timothy to let that be his motivation as well. Timothy, remember these things. Secondly, verse 11 to 13, Paul's hope. This should be Timothy's hope. This is a faithful saying. It's a summary of key doctrines to, to, to hold tight to, to remember. Remember. There's four groups here. For if we died with Him, we will also live with Him. If we endure, we shall also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He will deny us. If we are faithless, He remains faithful. He cannot deny Himself. If we died with Him, we will also live with Him. Hearkens back to Romans 6, verses 4 to 8. I encourage you to write that down and go back and, and look at that later. Romans 6, verses 4 to 8. If we have died with Him, we will also live with Him. This is what is pictured in baptism. That's right. Because I have died with Christ, I know then that I will live with Christ. This is what we talked about on Easter morning in Romans 8, verses 1 to 11. Because there is no condemnation, there is no death for those who are in Christ. Because I have died with Christ, I will rise with Christ. Therefore, I can and must endure in this life. Because I know the end. If I am chained, I will rise with Christ. If I die, I will rise with Christ. Because I have died with Christ. Because I am in Christ, I will live with Christ. And then verse 12, because I am in Christ, I will reign with Christ. If we endure, we will also reign with Him. Now what Paul's not saying there is that if we endure, whereas you know, it, it, your, your salvation is dependent on your endurance. If you don't, if you don't believe your entire life, then, then you know, you, you, you've fallen off. You, it, it's, it, it's not works salvation here. It's faith that saves, not works But faith endures. And that's what Paul is saying. An evidence of your faith is your endurance. If you endure, you will reign with Him. Those who endure give evidence of their faith and they will obtain what has been promised to them. They will one day reign with Christ. These are things that are true. Things that Timothy, as his motivation, this is his hope to hold tight to. I will rise with Christ if I am in Christ. I will reign with Him if I am in Him. Secondly, though, well, thirdly, continuing here, God is just. And if we deny Him, He will deny us. This is not the loss of salvation, but it's someone who, who never had faith. It's someone who did not endure, someone who, who, who it's it's an admission of someone who, who never had faith to begin with. It's total denial. Apostasy. And if you never believed. From the last day, he will deny you. That's the reality that you will face as you face, as you stand before a holy, just God. I never knew Him. God will be faithful. He'll be faithful to save, but He'll also be faithful to judge. And if you deny Him on that day, He will deny you. Verse 13, if we are faithless, He remains faithful. That word there, faithless, it could mean one of two things. It could either mean without faith, or it could mean struggling in faith. I lean towards someone who is struggling in faith. I think the context leads towards that. He's talking to Timothy. Timothy, if you are struggling in your faith, even when you're faithful, be encouraged because God, even when you're faithless, be encouraged because God is faithful. But either way, the promise here is the same. If you are faithful, God is faithful. If you are faithless, God is faithful. If you are faithless, as, as we often see in the Psalms, right? We see David struggling with that all the time. And yet, what conclusion does he always come to? That's right. God is faithful. God is faithful. That's what I will cling to. That's what I will hold to. So if you are faithless, as in you're struggling in your, in your faith, with whatever circumstances you find yourself, be encouraged with this truth that God remains faithful, regardless of your faithlessness. But at the same time, if you are faithless, as in you don't have faith, God is faithful. That's what we've just seen. If you deny Him, He will deny you. He will be faithful to judge you, just as He is faithful to forgive. He will be faithful to judge the unbeliever, and He will be faithful to keep the believer. Because God is faithful. And that's the conclusion that He comes to. Why? Why are all of these things true? Why is it true that in Christ I will live with Christ? Why is it true that in Christ I will reign with Christ? Why is it true that in Christ I I can endure? Because God is faithful. Because He cannot deny Himself. It's not about you and I. It's about God's unchanging character. It is who He is. He is simply faithful. That is Paul's hope. I can endure. You can endure, Timothy. Look to the prize. Look to the end. Look what God has promised. Remember that He is risen. And know that because He is risen and because you are in Christ, you will rise. Know that you will reign with Him. At the same time, look at the other side. God will judge you, you will face condemnation if you have not believed. God is faithful. Let that be your motivation, Timothy, that God is faithful. And as you come to verse 14, you have the application. And verse 14 starts with the word, remind. Verse 8 started with remember. Do this yourself. Remember this yourself, Timothy. Be encouraged by this. Remember these truths. Let this be what motivates you. Let this be your hope in all situations. And now in verse 14, the application. Therefore, because you remember, remind. Remind them. Who's the them here? It's the faithful men in verse 2 that Paul has told him to teach. To disciple faithful men who will teach others also. Part of teaching these faithful men is reminding them of these gospel truths of who God is and what He's done for us in His Son, that, that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead, that God is faithful. Remind them of these things and charge them before the Lord not to strive after words to no profit. Remind them that because God is faithful, they must be faithful. In 1 Timothy, Paul talks to Timothy a lot, encouraging him to avoid myths and endless genealogies. Mm-hmm. Avoid these things that can distract you from what really matters. That's right. Don't get distracted by that. Focus on the gospel. Right. Preach the gospel. Amen. That's what we saw this morning in John 5. The answer is right here in front of us. Paul here again is reminding Timothy of that. Don't Remind them of these things, Timothy. Remind them of what matters. Don't let them get distracted by these things that have no profit. And notice what happens if they do get distracted. It's to the ruin of the hearers. When those who preach and teach, when those who we follow fail to remember the resurrection of Jesus Christ the hope that is ours in Him, when they fail to remember the faithfulness of God, they become dangerous. Not just to Himself, but to any irresponsible and immature listener. Those of you that God calls to preach and to teach, remember, be faithful. Those of you who are not called to preach and to teach, remember and be faithful. This is why we listen with our Bibles open because it doesn't matter what the teacher or the preacher is saying if it's not in the Word of God. So many ministries are are following a man, following a, a personality more than the Word of God, and those are dangerous. Even if that man is faithful, it's still dangerous. Don't follow a man, follow the Word of God. Amen. It's to the ruin of the hearers, those who are going to teach other men, let them be faithful. But it's still your responsibility to follow along in the Word of God, it's still your responsibility to call out false teaching, to address it, not to let it slide. I and those who teach will be faithful to teach. You be faithful to listen and to keep us accountable. So let's stay focused and let us stay faithful and let us all endure in whatever God calls us to. So the application this evening is simple. Remember. And then remind. You remember. Remember that Jesus is risen from the dead. And remember what that means for you. That means that you will rise if you are in Christ. That means that you will reign with Him if you are in Christ. That means... Let me look. That He is faithful. Even if you are unfaithful. And if you've never placed your faith in Christ, that also means that He will deny you because you have denied Him. But it's not too late. And I would call you to repent. Even this evening, you've seen as we as a church have come to this table, the Lord's table, as we've remembered what God has done for us in Christ because we are sinners. Our sin separates us from God, and we deserve condemnation. But there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Because Christ has borne that for us. He took our punishment. He died in our place. He spilled His blood for us. He broke His body for us. And then He rose again victorious. Salvation is not in your good works. Salvation is not in your family. It's not in your church. Salvation is in Christ alone. That's right. Place your faith in Him. Because if you deny Him, He will be faithful to deny you. But if you turn to Him in faith, He will be faithful to save you from your sins. And you will rise with Him. And you will reign with Him. And you will find that He is faithful day in and day out, even when you are faithless. Not because of who you are, but because of who He is. He cannot deny Himself. So brothers and sisters in Christ, remember these things. And then go and remind others. Be faithful. Because your God is faithful. We're going to close by singing the song Christ is a